Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by On3 National uh, College Football Editor, uh, Mike Huguenin. Uh, Mike, formerly of Sporting News, ESPN, The Athletic, uh, Rivals, a bunch of different places he's been doing this uh, longer than me, thirty-five, I think 30 to 35 years now. Uh, Mike, welcome in. I want to talk to you today uh, about uh, a couple of games, specifically Northwestern Nebraska yesterday. And then I want to get your feedback and your thoughts on your predictions for all of the big conference winners this year. Uh, Mike, welcome in. What did you think about the Nebraska-Northwestern game yesterday? Yeah, I mean, this is obviously a horrible start for Scott Frost in year five. Um, you know, Nebraska won three games last year, they, and one of those was Northwestern. They beat them 56-7. to seven. And this year they end up losing to a Northwestern team that was projected to be 13th or 14th in the Big Ten. Uh, not a good look. Their defense got, oh, my goodness, bulldozed. Northwestern runs for – they had two guys close to 100 yards. Uh, Nebraska's front four did nothing, uh, making tackles four or five yards down the field. You know, they get a 28-17 lead, and Frost, for some reason, decides to to on, go for an onside kick. He, You know, he just basically described it as we wanted to go for the jugular – I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Uh, and from then on, they had three first downs in the final 24 minutes of the game. Um, they just – they don't know how to win. That's the biggest issue there. Um, they lost nine games last year. Eight were by one score. The other was by nine points. So it, when it when it gets to be a close game, Nebraska wilts. And I think, you know, they were talking about that on TV, Brock Heward. And I think he's right. It's like you keep – Stay here, make Nebraska hang around, and they can't make plays when they need it. Casey Thompson looked really good in the first half, and my assumption is that in the second half, Texas fans were nodding their heads going, yeah, this is Casey Thompson at his best. Um, Through two picks, um, again, he looked really bad in the second half. Nebraska as a whole looked bad in the second half. Scott Frost throws his new offensive staff under the bus. It's just, uh, you know, program – that's in turmoil. And if, if North, unless Northwestern is a heck of a lot better than folks thought Scott Frost, I don't think is going to finish the year. Now maybe Northwestern is a big 10 West contender and Nebraska's schedule is such they can still start four and two, but you know, they got Indiana in there and Indiana supposedly better than Illinois. So yeah, just a horrendous start for Nebraska. Well, Ryan Holinsky played well for Northwestern. I want to give him credit for that. Uh, but they ran the ball, uh, and uh, that seemed to, to really be the difference. Uh, they could rely on a right, running game. Right down Nebraska's throat. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it, whereas Nebraska just uh, – yep. didn't. Halinski, you know, Halinski. Say that again? No, and Nebraska looked – they looked sort of okay. – they looked – Nebraska looked you, – you pointed out about Northwestern's running game. Northwestern has a here's what we want to do, we're going to do it. I don't know if Nebraska has that identity yet. Now, last year when Mark, the new offense coordinator was at Pitt, they threw the ball a heck of a lot because they had a really good quarterback. Um, I don't think Casey Thompson's a really good quarterback. I think he's, I think he's adequate. You can, he can, you can win with him. I don't think he can win you games, though. So he needs his running game to be effective. And in the second half, it was not. And Northwestern, again, I think Northwestern said, you know, if we hang around, we're winning. We're going to keep pounding the ball. They can't stop us. And in the second half, especially in the late third, early fourth quarter, Northwestern didn't do anything 
outlandish. They just ran the ball down Nebraska's throat. Yeah. Well, it was an interesting start to kick off college football season, no doubt. Uh, ended last night by Vanderbilt uh, pummeling Hawaii uh, 63 to 10. Uh, Mike, I want I want to go uh, and, and talk to you about this uh, and go around the horn a little bit uh, with the different conferences and get your pick. We're going to end up uh, with the Big 12, but I want to start with the SEC, which is the conference Texas is going to next year. Uh, you're the on three college football editor. Uh, InsideTexas.com is part of the on three network. We want to hear what your prediction is for uh, the SEC, and then I want to ask you the ACC next. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think there's no question Alabama is the best team in, in the SEC. Um, probably the best roster in the country. And then Saban goes out and finds five guys in the portal who are going to make gigantic, gigantic contributions. Jermaine Burton will be the go-to receiver. Jameer Gibbs, who's going to be the best running back in the SEC, I think. Uh, Tyler Steen, the transfer from Vandy, will be a starting tackle. I mean, that's, you know, I, I don't think Saban fully – embraces the portal, i.e. I don't think he thinks it's a great thing. But at the same time, he's not cutting off his nose to spite his face like a certain coach in the the ACC is doing. Saban's like, okay, if this is part of college football now, hell yes, I'm taking advantage of it. And he did a phenomenal job. Um, I think George is the second best team. Third best team, that's the question. Um, You look at A&M, and I know Texas fans have read a lot about AM. That is a really good roster. How good is Haynes King going to be? Um, do they have a good enough receiving core? Can they rebuild defensive line? Yes, it's extremely talented, but none of these dudes have started full time. So how's that going to work out? But I, I don't think there's any question that it's Alabama, then Georgia, then a big drop to number three in the SEC. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Uh, AM naming Haynes King. You mentioned him, the starter yesterday, Jimbo Fisher going up. Obviously, uh, that's that uh, caught the uh, it didn't catch anybody by surprise, but he was locked in a battle with the former LSU starter Max Johnson, uh, the lefty, uh, and the Haynes King, uh, a junior now, I believe, at AM out of uh, Longview, Texas, is the new Aggie starter. Uh, Mike, let's go to the ACC. Clemson has owned that conference for the most part for the last decade. Uh, you see more of the same this year? Yeah, I think if Sam Hartman's status was a little bit more clear, I, I think this is the kind of year that Wake Forest builds to. This is a developmental program. They're going to have a couple bad years, and then they build to a really good year. Um, they have one of the best receivers in the country, A.T. Perry. Sam Hartman is a phenomenal quarterback for that offense. And I think if he were healthy, you can make a legitimate case that, oh, my God, Wake Forest is going to win the ACC. But without Hartman's, he, he's missing at least, I would think, the first month. And they play Clemson at the end of the first month. So they ain't beaten Clemson without Sam Hartman. I think NC State is a really interesting team. Um, their offensive coordinator is Tim Beck. Um, that makes them a little bit more interesting because they have a really good quarterback who I think at times is not utilized to his full potential. 
Um, but NC State's also got a really good defense, really nice linebacker group. Um, but I, I think Clemson's going to win the league. Um, that I still don't know how good uh, Uyunga Lale is. He's not good at all last year. He looked overmatched. But that roster top to bottom is the best in the ACC by a long way. And if the offense makes just a little bit of improvement, heck, they won 10 games last year with an inept offense for half the season. So um, I, I think it's a NC State-Clemson battle, um, and I trust Clemson's coaching staff more than NC State's. What about Miami and Florida State down there? They're 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 the sleeping giants, so to speak, right? Yeah, I think Florida State. You know, they opened with the cane and they blew their doors off. Well, they should. The cane's a, a bad FCS program, so uh, I think FSU still at least at least a season away. I think Jordan Travis does some nice things. They got some good running backs. I think Alex Atkins, the the new offensive coordinator, will, will tweak the offense and make it more of a power running game than they were under Dillingham, who I'm not sure that Dillingham totally utilized uh, Jordan Travis well last year. Uh, Miami, uh, in the easier division in that league, um, they look to be the best team in that division. They got to have – they're counting on six transfers to play gigantic roles on defense. Um, And Kevin Steele's their coordinator. He knows what he's doing. He's been around for – I don't know, seemingly since Bear Bryant was coached. So still knows what he's doing. Um, if all, all those transfers sort of move into the lineup seamlessly, Miami's going to win their division. But as if you're an Oregon fan or a fan of college football who follows Oregon, Oregon under Cristobal always lost once when they had absolutely no business losing. So let's see if that changes now that he's at Miami. But I think the ACC title game is going to be Miami against Clemson. Okay. Um, Let's go over to the Pac-12, go west. Uh, Obviously, USC and UCLA with a a shot across the bow to the entire conference long term, right? Uh, But, uh, you know, Oregon uh, and Utah uh, fought it out last year. Uh, A lot of people are picking uh, the Utes to repeat there. What are your thoughts? Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Yeah, I think USC is I, – I, I'm not sold on Oregon just because I'm not sold on Bo Nix at quarterback. Um, Dan Lanning, first-time head coach, that's – you know, not only is he a first-time head coach, he's the first-time head coach in a league he's really never seen. So that's going to be interesting. I think the two best teams are Utah and USC. USC has got tremendous amount of problems on defense, but – if there's one thing you can say about Lincoln Riley, he put up big time offensive numbers at Oklahoma and won a ton of games despite a bad defense. So that's, he's fine with that. Um, Utah is obviously not nearly as explosive as SC. They are vastly more physical though. Um, Utah opened Saturday against Florida in Gainesville, which will be exceedingly interesting for both sides. I, I think Utah should be considered the favorite in the Pac-12 just because of the defensive questions at SC. But it, to me, it would not be surprising if SC wins the league in Lincoln Riley's first year, just because I think that offense is going to be tremendous. Uh, first uh, uh, initial signee with Texas, Cam Rising. 
the uh, leading the the Utah Utes this year at quarterback, uh, helped them to a, a Pac-12 title a year ago. Uh, of course, he transferred out when Sam Ellinger won the full-time job, uh, and uh, that is how that occurred. Um, Mike, take me to the Big Ten now. Um, all signs point to Michigan, Ohio State. Michigan finally broke through, and Jim Harbaugh broke through last year uh, against the Buckeyes. Um, any outside chance that Penn State has anything to say about this, the title this year? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in seeing what Penn State can do if, if Sean Clifford can stay healthy. But part of that is their offensive line has got to be a heck of a lot better, and they have to have some semblance of a running game. Their offensive line has been embarrassing for a program of Penn State stature. You know, that's a school that's in the Northeast. You figure, hey, they can find some big physical linemen when they, they haven't done so. So much pressure has been placed on the passing attack. But Sean, I, I'm a big Sean Clifford fan. They have a really good receiving core. They have a underrated defense, I think, nationally. Um, I, Ohio State, to me, is by far the best team in the Big Ten. I think Michigan is the second best. I think Penn State's the third best. The thing about Michigan, it's, it's incredibly interesting, the quarterback situation. They go to the playoff last year. Everybody's like, yeah, Kate McNamara, how good is this guy? And then Harbaugh comes out yesterday and says, Cade McNamara will start our first game. And J.J. McCarthy will start a quarterback in our second game, and we'll go from there. So, um, you know, you, you go to the playoff last year um, with, with a quarterback who returns, and he could end up being benched this year. So uh, I think Michigan, Michigan's running game is going to be quite good. Uh, their offensive line is going to be as good as last year's, which won the Joe Moore Award. Defensively, though, they're taking a half step back. And you take a half step back in a league that includes Ohio State, that's not good. It's interesting. Michigan's got that uh, eternal quarterback question. It's like it, I just think of the two times that Georgia went through this in the last five years. Jake Fromm, stay with Jake Fromm or go to Justin Fields? Well, Fields ends up transferring. Uh, and then it's stick with Stetson Bennett or go to uh, JT Daniels, right? They stick with and Stetson Bennett and end up winning. And they win a national winning. title. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, right. also, it's also the the – the comparison to Bennett's interesting as well. I think Michigan fans are like, I don't really like Cade McNamara. I want to see what McCarthy can do. He's got more of an upside. And, you know, Georgia said, we don't care about upside. We want the floor. Um, and I think McCarthy is better than McNamara. And the fact that, that Harbaugh is basically saying, okay, you know, go out and win the job guys. It's going to be extremely interesting. Yeah. Um, Texas took a different tack. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian uh, a week ago, uh, decided to say, hey, we're going with Quinn Ewers, a uh, young man out of South Lake Carroll, uh, leading us into the Big 12 discussion, Mike. Uh, clearly, Oklahoma has been the, the bully of the conference the last decade. Uh, ever since Colt McCoy went down with an injury, that's been the case. Uh, Baylor took a step up uh, this past year, won the title. Uh, Oklahoma State finished second, and Mike Gundy has had them as good a team as any in the, in the Big 12 over the last decade. Um, where do you think that the Big 12 stands right now? And who do you think is going to win it and why? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Yeah, this is the toughest league to to uh, to pick. Um, I, I you know Baylor Baylor's defense. I think they, they obviously lost some key guys. Their their defensive front is going to be tremendous. Um, all those guys are back. Plus they add Jackson Player, the kid from Tulsa, who's a extremely disruptive. Inter- Thirty two tackles for loss as a as a nose tackle in the last three seasons. So he can play up front. So that's but the Baylor offense. You lose Abram Smith. He ran for sixteen hundred yards. That that's a gigantic loss. So uh, I think Baylor slips back a little bit this year. Um, Oklahoma. Uh, I think their offense will be fine. I'm interested in seeing if the players on defense actually fit what Venables wants to do. I'm not sure they do. Um, I actually think Oklahoma State's going to win. I know they lost a lot of guys as well. Um, they won last year. To, well, they played for the title last year despite Spencer Sanders having a dis- what I thought was a disappointing season. I think there's a lot more pressure on Spencer Sanders this year. Um, I think Casey Dunn will get him playing more consistently. Um, their defensive front's good. They got I love the Colin Oliver kid. Um, they do lose Jim Knowles. Obviously, that's a big loss. But, you know, Derek Mason knows what he's doing as a defensive coordinator. And I actually think that Oklahoma State is going to win the league. But this, to me, is, again, the, the most intriguing league race of all. Um, I think Texas can do some damage at times. I think Kansas State is a team that could be interesting on certain weekends because Deuce Vaughn is, is so good. Um, but I think Oklahoma State's a team to beat in the Big 12 this year. Mike, I wrote an article this morning on Inside Texas. Uh, we have a special going on on Inside Texas right now. Four months uh, for just $1. Uh, so if you're not a subscriber, please give us a try. Uh, $1 for an entire football season is a pretty good deal. Hey, Mike, um, you know, I, I go back to this with Texas, and I wrote on, wrote on Inside Texas this morning. I feel like Texas on defense should be leagues better than they were a year ago. Yeah. They've got a full – They've got a full uh, non-pandemic uh, spring practice. They've got a full fall practice with no holdbacks, no major injuries there. Uh, added a couple pieces through the portal as well. Uh, an important one, by the way, in Diamante Tucker Dorsey, which I don't think gets enough play nationally. That's a name for you to follow. He's going to start it at inside linebacker for Texas this year out of James Madison. But I look at that and I see a more experienced defense and a very young offense but the offense has some guys that are just difference makers in B. John Robinson and Xavier Worthy uh, that can play yeah, anybody, I think if, anybody yeah. anywhere. So I, I feel like the defense may have to carry them a little bit early, but when the offense gels, you're talking about a, an offense that could be really, really good. Yeah, and I think Isaiah Nair's injury, I mean, can you opposing defensive coordinators? Oh my God, I worry about Bijan Robinson, Xavier Worthy, and Isaiah Nair. So um, that that hurt. Um, the 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 linebacker for Jake Madison actually had him as the one of the underrated transfers in the Big Twelve. Uh, I, I'm a Ryan Watts fan. I think he will fit what Texas wants to do a little bit better. Than, than what he was asked to do at Ohio State. And I think the irony is if he had stayed at Ohio State and played for Jim Knowles, he could have reached his potential, but obviously he didn't. So um, the Texas defense, though, I think if you look at Baylor's defense and Oklahoma State's defense, it's not as good as those two. Uh, I think the explosive aspect of their offense, though, is better than, than Oklahoma State and Baylor. Oklahoma, to me, weirdly, for a team that has, like you said, dominated the Big 12, is sort of the mystery team in a lot of respects. I, I, I'm i a big Dylan Gabriel fan. 
I think Levy will have that offense cruising along. But again, the, the, the defensive pieces, I know they're talking about, oh, we love Reggie Grimes up front. They got Jeffrey Johnson, the transfer from Tulane, who can play. Uh, I just wonder about the some of the stuff that their secondary did under Grinch. It does not translate to what Venables wants. So let's see how that works out. But yeah, I mean, I think, like I said, I mentioned Texas and, and Kansas State is dangerous teams. And they're dangerous because of they got they got dudes on offense who can make big plays. And guys who can make big plays change games around. And, and Deuce Vaughn, K-State's got that. And you're right, Texas had two. They, heck, they had three before Nader got hurt. So um, I don't think Texas is beating Alabama. But I still think a good start is possible uh, as Ewers sort of eases into the season. Um, that's going to be something to watch. But he does have guys around him if they can keep him upright. But to be clear, you're picking Oklahoma State, and I, I yes. kind of agree with you. I kind of agree with you. Four-year starting quarterback, right, uh, a defense that in, that can really get after the passer, uh, and a, they brought in a defensive coordinator that may be actually, in my opinion, an upgrade on Jim Knowles and Derek Mason. I Ooh. think the guy can coach – I think he could – well, I think the guy can coach. No, you're Mason. right. Mason knows what he's doing. Mason knows yeah. what he's doing. And I think the one guy that Oklahoma State's really going to lose – Miss rather is Malcolm Rodriguez because yes. you know you look at Malcolm Rodriguez, a linebacker. He wasn't oh my god, he's a 6'3", 230 pounder who runs a four eight. No, he was just extremely instinctual. Knew what Knowles wanted. Always was around the ball. And, and guys like that are hard to replace. But their their front is like you said, they can get after the quarterback with both their defensive ends. So and they they got some interior pass rushers. Well, um, the secondary did take some hits. Losing Tanner McAllister was big, but this is, I think, um, Spencer Sanders is the key. And, you know, he's, I get, I think he's from the Dallas area. I think he went to Denton Ryan. Um, he, he was, he was average last year. If he gets better, and I think Casey Dunn can get him playing more consistent football, uh, I think that's an interesting offense. All right. All right. Mike, it's been a wealth of knowledge. Thanks for taking us through your picks. Uh, uh, around the country for uh, different things. Thanks for your take on the Northwestern Nebraska game. Uh, the seat is already, it's been one game in and there's already a coaching hot seat. <laughs> welcome, no question. To, welcome to college football 2022, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> right. And, 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 yeah, exactly. Thanks for having me on. Hey, Mike, you know, I always enjoy talking to you, man. Uh, Mike uh, Huguenin of On3 joining us on, on Texas football. Uh, for Mike, I'm Bobby Burton. Thanks for watching.